Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Knight. I'm Andrew Nichol. And today on the show, we're talking about how much does it actually cost to put your house on the market? I think some of these costs and the amount is really going to surprise you because it does cost quite a bit of money, not just to sell your house. I'm not just talking about the Agents Commission, but just to get it on the market. Now, Andrew, everybody knows we've got to pay the real estate agent and that they charge you a lot of money. But when it actually comes to selling your house, what are some of the other costs? So commission aside, so that could be your 3% that you're selling on the sale price. You've also got things like staging the property. So if you're going to set it up with furniture in the property, then you're going to pay a staging cost. There'll be your marketing photos and often a video now. So someone to come through and take professional photos, take a video, maybe do a drone aerial shot if it's a larger house. There's the fee to put it on TradeMe. From what I understand from real estate agents, that seems to keep going up. There's money on marketing the property, so actually promoting the property. That could be in the Blue Book or the Property Press or, or in the newspaper. Often a builder's report if you're going to auction. So you'd often supply a limb and a builder's report. So you're going to pay for those costs up front to provide those with the auction pack. If you're selling a property with a body corporate, you're going to have to get the pre-disclosure statement from your body corporate manager. And any money on repairs. So say that builder's report comes up with three things that need to be done urgently. You probably have to pay to get those done urgently. Oh, it sounds like a lot of costs. So let's start <laughs> with marketing specifically. Things like photos, videos, those kinds of things. Now, typically what a real estate agent will do is they'll wrap it all up into a marketing package. And they might have a couple of options for you. Maybe a, a bronze, silver, gold, depending on who the company is. Now, this will usually include your photos, your video, and your listing on TradeMe. Did you know it can cost up to a thousand bucks to list something on TradeMe yeah. these days? Even more, I think up to two thousand if you want to do it yourself. Real estate agents, my understanding is, get a bit of a discount. Really, that's actually quite a lot of money, isn't it? It's a lot of money. That's, I mean, it is New Zealand's most trafficked website, but it does cost a lot of money. On top of that, they'll usually include the sideboard. You know, the wee side oh, yeah. outside your house. That's all part of the marketing with their package. face on it. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like the videos, you know, like you, you got to pay money to get Mickey Limit to come through your house. And, you know, he's there. Hi, guys. You know, this is a, this stunning three bedroom property in Addington, Christchurch. With Exceptional views. Flowing sunlight, north facing. Yeah, all of that stuff. I'm sorry to all the real estate agents listening to this, but we all know it's true. Hopefully you're giggling away with us. So it includes all of that. And the important thing to ask is, well, when do you actually pay for it? Now, usually you're going to be paying for that up front. So a real estate agent typically wants you to pay that before the listing goes live. And it'll typically be a bank transfer. Some companies allow you to pay on credit card as well. I know that's a question we often get, not just what are the costs, but when do I pay them and how can I pay them? And I think it's really important to note, these are costs that you pay regardless of if your sale's successful. So say you put your house up and you've staged it, you've done all your repairs, you provide everything to the real estate agent, you've done your marketing, and you don't find the buyer, or there turns out to be an issue with your house that you need to deal with first, well, that money's directly wasted. Yeah, you've already paid it. Yeah. And typically it might cost around 3K plus GST, so about three and a half grand just to pay for that marketing package. Now, if you want to do it on the cheaper end, I've seen that you can get it down around about as cheap as $1,700 plus GST. If you've got a multi-million dollar property, you know, a couple of million bucks in Auckland, you're probably going to be paying up to seven, maybe even eight grand plus GST. You'll get advised by the real estate agent, but 
if it's a more expensive property, you typically will end up paying more because the trade me fee is higher depending on how expensive your property is. That's but, ridiculous, isn't it? Why should it be more expensive for a trade me listing for a more expensive house? Yeah, well, I suppose that's kind of true. I mean, you get the same thing, don't that's you? That's right. Well, I don't know. They're just, why should I pay an agent a higher commission just because I'm uh, selling a more expensive house? Because it's house? harder to find a buyer at that price, but it's the same eyeballs on trade me. Okay, fine. Don't come at me with, yeah. Yeah, with your facts and <laughs> or logic. So it might be three and a half grand, and you're usually going to pay that up front, maybe on your credit card, maybe through a bank transfer. Now, next up, we've got to come to staging, Andrew. Okay, so staging isn't a compulsory investment, but this is absolutely something that we would recommend if you were trying to get the maximum dollar for your house. So if you're going to stage your house, you're going to remove all of your furniture or the tenant's furniture if it's a rental property you're selling, and then you're going to put in staged furniture. So often it might not be a real bed, but you're going to pretend you're going to put in a, a blow-up bed or something like that. Wait, is it not a real bed? No, well, they, they use blow-up beds. So Do I they always to, use blow-up beds? Often, because they're not going to lug around a whole mattress. Mattresses are like moving a dead body. I went around to one of my How do you know what that's day. like? Well, apparently. I went around there the other day and I saw that one of the sides of the blow-up bed had deflated. That's amazing. Yeah. The, I'm being lied to. And then they put on it, they put on all the duvet and stuff, so it looks like a normal bed. It's clever. Oh, it's very clever. It's a staging company. Well, I, I, I often look around and think for the few thousand dollars, imagine the amount of effort. Your job is to move furniture around. Sounds like a terrible job. Yeah, but now I just find out that it's just Barry there with a, with a wee, wee blow thing blowing up the bed. <laughs> Now, tell me, why would I even stage my property? I know we've done podcasts, but just remind me. Well, I think one of the key things to remember is you're trying to make your property look its best when you sell it so that you can get the highest amount of money. So having a professional stager, they're going to come in and they're going to design the room in such a way that it looks appealing. So again, the property that I went to at the weekend, which was one of mine that's been staged, they've done a great job kind of putting a, a nice little round table in the corner so it actually looks like a practical, usable area. Otherwise, areas like, for example, a bedroom might feel quite small. You might think, oh, how do you get a bed and a couple of drawers in there? Well, if there's a bed and a couple of drawers in there, even if it is blow-up bed, then it helps people imagine what their life is going to look that like That is in there. such a good point because when you go through an empty house, and we go through a lot of empty townhouses, yeah. especially new builds, yeah. And they do feel quite feel small. small. And then you put the bed in, you put yeah. some side tables, and you we think, can't. oh, okay, yeah, rightio, this sounds about right. Yeah. But you've got to see it. Now, when do I pay for the staging? Do I pay for it at the end once I've sold my house? No, you've got to pay that money up front because it'd be really hard to chase that bill afterwards, I'm guessing. So before that furniture goes into your property, in my experience, you've got to pay that stager. Okay, and what's that going to cost me? Well, anywhere between sort of a couple of grand and maybe three, four grand. I think I paid three grand for my house. Yeah, I think if you want to do it on the very cheap, then you might be able to get down to around the $1,500 mark. But it depends how much furniture they're actually going to put in. Now, whether you can put this on your credit card or whether you've actually got to pay it in cash depends on the specific company. I know one of my friends recently sold a house. They put it on a credit card so that they could actually pay the bill finally once they get paid for the house. But it depends on the company you're going to use. I think a lot of them do have credit card facilities. So one company that I'd use, Comber & Comber, didn't we have them on the show? Yeah, we have them on the show. Yeah, I, they used a credit card facility. I know, because he rang me and just got my credit card and whipped it through. Yeah, yeah. Did he write it down, save that for later? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> And so what would make staging more expensive than the kind of three grand that we talked about? I think the biggest thing is if your marketing campaign ends up going over. So say, for example, you run this big marketing campaign for an auction, 
you go to auction, house doesn't sell. Well, you don't really want to rip out all the furniture at that stage, so you end up having to pay to renew it. So that's probably the worst thing that will happen to create that bill to get bigger and bigger. The other thing that will cause the amount to get bigger is if you've got a larger house where you want more furniture in there. So the more furniture you put in, the more you pay. Yeah, other thing you've got to remember is right now, on average around New Zealand, it's taking about 50 days to sell a house. So call it two months. Now, that cost of two and a half grand, three grand plus GST for staging, that is typically for a four-week marketing campaign. Now, if it's taking two months to sell a house, well, at the moment, you might be paying significantly more. And it costs ballpark, don't hold me to this, but about $500 a week plus GST to keep that furniture in there. So 500 bucks a week plus GST. So if you're getting an extra two or three weeks, it could cost you an extra $1,500 or two grand in order to keep that furniture in there. The other thing you've got to remember is you usually want to take your marketing photos while the nice furniture is in there. So you want all of the staging furniture to come in, then you take your photos. So your trade me listing might not go live until three days, four days, maybe a week until after you've already paid for the furniture to be in there. Especially we're selling now in winter, you typically want to take your photos when it's not raining. You want to do it when it's dry. Or if you're selling at a place where you've got a really nice view, you probably want the weather to be okay. So that's where there can be a couple of days either side where the staging furniture moves in, but you can't take the photos till a couple of days later. Your trade me listing might not go live till a day or two after that as well. So you might want to negotiate upfront, knowing that we're in winter, properties are selling slower at the moment. You might want to actually have a conversation and get a good deal for, say, a two-month staging package right up front. Negotiate that up front so that, you know, if you sell it in six weeks, great. If it takes you two months, then it's okay. You've, you've already negotiated that. And actually, did you and I recently, we were looking at a listing, I think it was you, and there was computer-generated staging? Oh, yeah, we were looking at a trade-me listing yeah. for a rental property. I would highly not recommend using that <laughs> because it'll be so, A, the photos don't look very good, but secondly, when a buyer comes through, they often get disappointed. A, and secondly, I enjoyed that. Yeah, okay. Well, I, <laughs> you can't hold me responsible for my big mouth, Andrew. Now, the next thing you want to think about is your builder's report. Now, this is an interesting one because most savvy agents will ask that you get one when you list the property. And the reason behind that is it puts you in control of that process. So if there's some sort of historic leak, some sort of cracking, something that somebody's going to find in the roof, you can fix it before you go onto the market. So you're getting in front of issues before they become issues and put doubt in your buyer's mind. The other thing that you've got to think about is, let's say you don't get a builder's report. You've got two buyers who are interested in your property and one of them decides to go and get a building report. Turns out there's some sort of leak, there's some sort of cracking, there's something that's not quite right about your property. Well, your agent, now that they know about the issue, has to go and tell the other buyer as well. Now, that's the right thing to do, but here's the issue. You've let the buyer come up with a problem. You've let them discover something wrong with your property. They are now going to be a bit more cautious about your property. The seeds of doubt have now been sown and now it's time to reap them. What a wonderful analogy that was. So what you typically want to do is get in front of issues before that issues. So for example, another of my friends was selling a house recently, was a plaster home. They got the building report up front so that if a buyer was worried about it, hey, they've already got the documentation right there. That's usually going to cost you about 700 bucks, maybe a thousand bucks plus GST 
same deal as otherwise. You pay it up front. You can put it on your credit card as long as the business offers those facilities. And then I think one of the big things around that builder's report is if you identify any issues in that, actually getting those works done, so getting the repairs done, or maybe you just know that there's some touch-ups that need to be done. So recently I sold 12 Maple Place, so that was a rental property that I've owned for a number of years. What we did with that, because it had been kind of, say, 15 years worth of ownership, went through and recarpeted it, just because the carpet was looking tired. So someone might have bought it the way it was, but rather than sell it in its current state, we wanted to get the most amount of money as possible. So we went through and recarpeted, that might have been $10,000. We repainted the internals, so that might have been sort of five to $10,000. And then we just touched up any small things, like if there was a door handle that was wobbly or if there was an oven knob that was wobbly, we, we fixed up any small defects like that for exactly that reason, then someone didn't come into the property and go, oh no, that you know, I'm going to have to do this carpet soon, so I'm going to take off $20,000 when it only cost me $10,000. Yeah, that is quite often the case. A lot of the time buyers overestimate how much it costs to re-carpet something, re-roof something. And investors typically know what these things cost because you do it more frequently. And of course, can I pay for all of those costs once I sell the property? It depends a little bit. Some of uh, the costs I was able to pay at the end, but a lot of them, probably two-thirds of the repairs I had to pay straight up front before I had any money. And so if we look at it, you know, your marketing package might be three grand plus GST, your staging might be two and a half, you've got a builder's report, 700 bucks, call it, and maybe you spend $5,000 on repairs, again, plus GST. Well, then you're talking about maybe 11 grand, just over 11 grand in costs, Plus, you've got 1700 bucks of GST. Often people forget that. So we're sitting at a, a, around about that $13,000 mark just to get this property ready on the market. And I think one of the things that sometimes happens is people obviously see this as a sunk cost and think, well, I've got to sell my property now, even if I don't sell it for as much as I want, because I've spent thirteen grand on this house and I want to get my money back. Do you know, I was thinking about that. I mean, I might just be a cynical old property investor, but I was thinking if I was a real estate agent, what I'd do is I'd encourage people to spend a bit of money up front so they were invested in the process and they'd want to get a return on that money. Well, luckily, you are not a real estate agent and you are not inflicting those kinds of values and morals on the New Zealand public, Andrew Nicholl. You know what I mean though, right? Well, I can see certainly how some agents might yeah, operate. No, that not way. me. I mean, I just an example. Well, that <laughs> might be one thing that listeners of the show might want to look out for as well, because you can certainly see how that would be the case. If you've spent twenty grand, thirty grand, if there's a lot of repairs on your property, you think, well, I've only spent that money with the hope that I'm going to get it back quite quickly in a return through selling my house. So. Oh, look, that, that offer was 50 grand less than I wanted, but I'm going to take it anyway. That's what some people might start to think. But I think what's important with this episode is just making it really clear to you guys what these costs are, what you're going to pay up front, and of course, whether you've got to pay them in cash or whether you can put them on your credit card to clear later. And I think this is where if you are selling a rental property and you've got a rental buffer account, which we've spoken about in previous episodes, if it's available credit that you can use to write out a check to do that, that's really useful in times like this, rather than having to put it on your personal credit card and get a bit messy. Yeah, there are a couple of other costs that we might not have included here as well. You might decide to get your house washed. That might cost you about 500, 800 bucks plus GST. You might decide to get a gardener in and you're not going to get much change out of 500 bucks with them. 
And on top of that, you might decide to do a really deep clean of that property. They're going to charge you probably $65 an hour plus GST per cleaner. And so a big home, if you're going to do a really deep clean, could cost up to a thousand bucks. You know, if it's a more moderately sized home, it's obviously going to be less than that. But there are a lot of costs that come just to get your house on the market. And it's really important when you're thinking about selling that you're just aware of all of these. Right, let's wrap it up there. But please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. It really does help us get the message out to more people. And hey, if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast on Apple or Spotify, and you want to check out the YouTube version, just Google Opus Partners YouTube. It'll be the first thing that comes up. And if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. It really does help us get the message out to more people. listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Steve McKnight. I'm Andrew Nichol. We're going to be back here tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the new property market. Until next time.